1: Motherhood Incorporated proudly presents Military Mom Talk Radio, live on toginet.com. Co-hosted by Tina Gonzalez and Sandra Back, the owner of Motherhood Incorporated. Military Mom Talk Radio is here with a powerful platform for women to discuss their ideas, issues, and concerns with respect to the military lifestyle. Military Mom Talk Radio encourages you to share your experiences of being a military wife and mother. This show is dedicated to educating your family about the resources that are available in both the public and private sector. And will be sharing helpful information from women around the world. We'll cover everything military, from helping a family member cope with post-traumatic stress disorder, to navigating government programs dealing with family issues, to the struggles of deployment, along with being a working mother, both in and out of the home. This is Military Mom Talk Radio, and here are your hosts, Tina Gonzalez and Sandra Beck.
2: Military moms. This is Sandra Beck, and I'm here with uh, Robin Boyd, who's filling in for Tina Gonzalez today. Robin, how are you? Hey, I'm great. How are you, Sandra? I'm doing terrific. You know, it's such a great thing that we have this military show because I want to tell you the girls that we had on a while back, the Heart Apart girls. Oh yeah, yeah. That was one of our most uh, downloaded, and it was one of our most researched uh, blog posts no that came kidding. up. No kidding. Yeah, well, so a Heart Apart and um you know, a couple of people asked the author was Melissa Seligman and I'm sorry, I don't remember her partner's Chris, name, too. Chris Piper, yep. Chris Piper, there we go. Chris Piper and Melissa Seligman. It was A Heart Apart. So for those of you listening today, you need to check out uh, iTunes or go to toginet.com or check out Military Mom Talk Radio to um, listen to the segment with Chris Piper and Melissa Seligman. Uh, they wrote a book called A Heart Apart. Robin, you want to tell them a little bit about that book? What was wonderful about this book is there is the opportunity for the child to help write the book. You actually have the child's name uh, printed into the book, into the story, along with family members that are important to that child. The child will get a copy of this, their very own book, but also the soldier who is deployed will also get this book. Um, so it's a wonderful connection for uh, the child to have something very special, but also uh, to, to keep that connection with the person while they're away. And what an amazing um, concept. I just thought it was a tremendous idea, and obviously it's very um, powerful for all of those families who are taking part in, in using this because it's really been very meaningful to everyone. It does, and it fosters communication, you know, because the child not only sees their name and some information in this book about them, but you actually upload your own photos. True. So it's truly yeah. a customized book. And when you see mom or dad or grandma and grandpa or aunt or uncle or even a beloved family friend, you know, anybody, um, you know, could be anybody that's important to this child's life right, that right. they miss. You know, it's really, ah, oh, it's, you know, it's really just such a great, great book. And I think, you know, we're starting to see as the war uh, continues, we're almost in year eight, um, We're seeing a lot of books come on the market to help families uh, with deployments, to help Mm -hmm. families that are struggling. And um, I wanted to tell everybody that I got this outstanding book in the mail from Pat Brisson, and uh, that's spelled B-R-I-S-S-O-N, and she's going to come on the show, I think. uh, Let me look here. I think she's in February on Valentine's Day. So you'll make sure you want to check that out. She wrote a book called Sometimes We Were Brave. And what I really love about this book, Robin, is, you know, it's a traditional, you know, children's picture book, mm-hmm. uh, you know, with a great story in there, it's got beautiful illustrations, but what makes it super cool is that the little boy in the character in the story, his mom is a sailor. And when her oh. ship is in port, she and her son bake cookies, they read books, they take their dog for walks. Um, but then when the mom's ship goes to sea, uh, she has to, you know, hug her child goodbye and tell him to be brave as she can. Oh, and, Oh, you know, and Robin, you know, my son read this. My seven-year-old son read this for me at breakfast because it came in the mail. We were so excited. Oh, Um, yeah. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. And I I totally, like, started to cry in my eggs Mm -hmm. because (laughs) it's so beautifully done and it's beautifully illustrated. And there's nothing out there, really, that I've found that, tells the story quite as succinctly and beautifully as this does when the mom is deployed. Yeah, yeah, and there are a lot of moms that are deployed. So I'm so glad that there are more resources that address this and, and sort of validate the feelings that so many of these children are having because um, it, they they have a completely different dynamic to the family when it's mom that's gone. <laughs> Mom right, is you the usually whole the one sisters. at home that's kind of keeping things together, and when Mom's gone, that, that really is harder. Um, certainly dads and grandmas and aunts and whom, whomever do kick in and um, just help, but there is there is a whole different dyna- dynamic when it's mom It's a born. whole different dynamic, and, you know, a lot of the stuff that I've seen, you know, from Deployment Kids and even the Sesame Street deployment video, you know, is, yeah. is really good stuff, but this book, like, I could see, you know, it's like my son, my one son got all, like, choked up because, you know, he's like, you know, when, when the mom had to say goodbye, and he's like, Mom, that's how I feel, like, when you go to dad's, or when he has to go to dad's house. Yeah, not, yeah home and so you know i looked at the response i had in my kid and i was thinking my gosh if this is a dad mm-hmm. who wants to open up dialogue with his kids mm-hmm. about mom being on deployment i mean this is definitely a must uh, a must order it's called sometimes we were brave the author is pat brisson and she's written a couple other award-winning books so it's really good it's really worth um, it's really worth checking out. It's really worth ordering. Um, it's made by Boyd's Mill Press in Pennsylvania, mm-hmm. but um, boy, I just I just can't recommend it enough. Well, I'm looking forward to our show. Then we'll have that uh, posted on our website when when um, when she's going to be coming on. We'll have a little write up on our blog and uh, just so that if people are looking for the other story a heart apart not only um to go to our website but www.lifecreated.com is where you can actually purchase the book so Oh, Robin, you're always Johnny on the spot with this stuff. I can never remember it. I get all emotional going, This is such a good book. I don't remember I it. I have everything posted <laughs> and, You know. Just go to our website, it's all posted there. <laughs> it is. Well and I'm oh. so glad. You know, when I think of you know, Carrie Piper and Melissa Seligman and Pat Brisson and you know and mm-hmm. all the other authors, if you're out there listening to today's show or you hear it, please feel free to um, email us over here at Military Mom Talk Radio. You can email Robin at Robin at Military Mom Talk Radio or myself, Sandra, at Military Mom Talk Radio and let us know of these great products and tools that you're using with your families to help, um, you know, to help with the issues of deployment. Absolutely. We're looking forward to hearing from everyone. Yeah. So we've got a lot of good, um, we've got a lot of good shows coming up uh, in the next couple months. We've got Jeffrey Worthington today, who's coming to us from the I History Project. Yay! This is so exciting to catch up with him. What a great show this will be. Isn't it? When, you know, when we're going to talk to him, you know, he was on our show, um, like, gosh, almost a year ago. Yes. And, um, you know, and, and his project is just so exciting, and it's, it's. Um, I think one of the best things about talk radio, Robin, is all the different interesting people we meet. No kidding, we have met so many. And it's just the beginning. As we said last week, we're coming around to our one-year anniversary already. I know. Isn't that exciting? <laughs> it is. Well, and let me let me give you a preview of some of the people that are coming up, um, you know, coming up in our lineup. We've got uh, the Director of Communications, Service to the Armed Forces from the Red Cross. Um, oh. We have ToysForTheTroopsKids.org. We're going to go up head-to-head with Toys for Tots, my personal yeah. favorite. Well, <laughs> hey, it's all for good. Um, we've got Taps on the line up, which is oh, the Tragedy great. Assistant Program for Survivors. What a resource that is. Oh, I mean, it's just its amazing how many different organizations are out here. The Fisher House Foundation is going to be on, and then we have Claire McNaughton, who's a communications consultant with a great blog that comes out of all places, the U.K. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Is she an American over there, or is she a, a British person with a, You know... I don't know. I don't have her bio handy, but oh, I, did I did come, come across yeah. her blog. You know, and I'm all hmm. over the web with these different blogs. And those of you out there who haven't looked in to some of these military blogs, they're fantastic. I mean, these women are brave, and they're – remind me of that lady who wrote the day uh, he left for Iraq.
3: mm mm-hmm.
2: um, You know, they're talking about things that – in previous wars have been kept silent, and they're putting it up on the web, and they're putting it out there for comments, and they're really creating a community on the Internet that bypasses all the different countries that people might be stationed in and to create a common forum where people can talk freely about the issues that affect them while their partner is on deployment or what's happening with their kids and their families. I mean, the blogs today for these military families are outstanding. And what, how wonderful we have those resources, really. Um, well, it's just absolutely. a wonderful way to network and connect. As, as we had said in a previous show, sometimes it's all well and good when you're stationed on base. You have uh, people right next door. Or you have people to communicate with. But if you're not stationed on base and you have um, all of the things to deal with as far as a deployment in your family, you're probably feeling pretty alone. So it's, at least you have all of these virtual communications to, to turn to, which is great. Well, and I think you know when you said virtual communication, I thought you were going to say virtual community. That's what well, that's, you're right. That's a better word. You know, I'm starting to see you know through companies like even just what we've had on like MilitaryConnection.com and mm-hmm. Patriots Pride Corp and Janine at Touchnology, You know, you know, in addition to the authors and the different groups mm-hmm. that we've had on, it's an entire online community. It that is a community, yeah yeah, I think it's going to really serve our families no matter where they are in the world. Absolutely. Well, I'm ready to chat with Jeff. It, I think I think it's going to be exciting to talk to him, see what's going on with eye history. It is. It is. Well, we are going to bring on Jeffrey Worthington. He is the CEO and founder of the iHistory Project, and we're going to talk to him after the break, and he's going to tell us all about this exciting project that's out there. It's a YouTube competition where teens get involved in interviewing World War II veterans. So that's that's really interesting just then and there but these teens can win awards they can win prizes and more importantly they can preserve a bit of history that is uh leaving us as we move on uh, further away from world war ii
1: Are you a military mom looking for help in dealing with the system, keeping the home fires burning? That's what we're here for. It's Military Mom Talk Radio with Sandra Beck and Tina Gonzalez. And we'll be right back after these.
0: Hello, everybody. This is Pete Dix asking if you'll join me on Beatles and Beyond on this radio station. What a show I've got in store for you. Not only all the Apple reissues that I'll be looking at, some very rare tracks indeed, a report on my evening watching and listening to Neil Innes of the Ruttles and the Bonzo Dog Doodah Band. So please join me, Pete Dix, with Beatles and Beyond, on this radio station.
1: Get ready to laugh along with This Little Parent stayed Home with Ali Loprit.
2: Military Moms, this is Sandra Beck, and I am here with Robin Boyd coming in from a chilly New Hampshire today. It's How's the temperature there? Hampshire. Oh, my word, it was six below, I think, this morning or, or right around there, six or seven below zero. No, and that was without with the, the wind chill factor. wow well you know it's funny because i i was at um, church this weekend and i saw a girlfriend of mine who had been back east to our hometown area and we were chatting about how it was like you know four at my parents house and two at her parents house and i'm like oh we were twice as warm as you yeah uh, it's it's pretty we haven't had it quite this cold in a while we do have a bit of snow so uh, that helps to a certain degree but um yep it's a it's a Real New England winter this year. (laughs) Real New New England winter. (laughs) Real New England. Well, sometimes we have just a little cold snap and that's it. And sometimes we just have the snow but not the cold. But this year, I don't know, we're getting it all. We're getting the ice, we're getting the snow, we're getting the cold, we're getting the everything. (laughs) Oh, stop it, stop it. You're making me miss home Uh, as I look out in our 65-degree blue sky and sunny in Southern California. There you go. Well, every, every place has its beauty, so... What a country we have. It is. We do. We are lucky to live in this country and to have such diverse culture and diverse weather. And my favorite thing about our country is that we have the freedom to create things where they don't exist. And one of those creationary, visionary, you know, superstars is with us today from the iHistory Project. Welcome, uh, Jeff Worthington.
3: Hello, Sandra. How are you doing?
2: Oh, I'm doing great, Jeff. It's so nice to have you back on the show.
3: Yes, well and t- hello Robin. Uh Hi, thank Jeff. you again for for having me. It's it's great to be back on.
2: It is. I can't wait to hear about all the things that have happened um since we had you on. I think it's almost been a whole year ago. I it can't has. remember.
3: Yeah, I can't yeah. Remember. yeah.
2: Yeah. So, okay. So for those people who have not listened to the I History Project uh, radio show from last year, why don't you bring us up to speed quickly on what the Hi- History Project is and how it came to be?
3: well the eye history project is uh, basically an idea that, that I had uh, about a year and a half ago and that idea was to use today's media to use um, sorry to uh, to connect today's high school students and junior high students with uh, with our nation's veterans and primarily uh, we're currently running a YouTube competition for high school students to go out interview World War two veterans and uh, submit the whole unedited interview to the Library of Congress and uh, then uh, the students will will take that footage uh, that they shot and edit it into a short three to five minute documentary and upload it to our competition on YouTube. And uh, It's it's really come a long ways. Uh, uh, Let's see, a year ago right now uh, it was basically myself and just a couple other people working on it and now um, oh my goodness, we have Probably about uh, two dozen contributors now from writers, graphic design, web, uh, communications. You name it, uh, people have really have really latched on uh, to the project and uh, it's going well.
2: Well, it's a great idea. I mean, it's a you know, when you think of great ideas, especially that have to do with getting teenagers involved in history and then also to preserve history, I mean, Jeff, would you just wake up one morning and decide, oh, I'm going to do the iHistory Project? I mean, how does, how does this even come about?
3: Well, I mean, a, a lot of it goes A lot of it uh, goes deeper to that. You know, I've always had an appreciation for military. Uh, you know, both my grandfather served in World War II. My dad was Army. And uh, so I, I've always had that great appreciation in my house. Um, but uh, back when I was a teenager, uh, there was a really good close family friend of ours that was a World War II veteran. And he, he had stormed the beaches of Normandy, uh, fought his way— uh, um, into Germany and um, helped liberate uh, some concentration camps. And in one of those, uh, he met a beautiful young woman, which he later uh, came back and married. And and uh, they were married for a long time in the U.S. But anyway, they were family friends of ours, and uh, they'd always, you know, told me, you know, when I was about thirteen, fourteen years old, you know, that oh, you know. You know, I should come over for dinner, and and they tell me their whole story, and I I, I loved it. I I really wanted to, but as a high school student, you know, you kind of think that people live forever, you know, and uh, unfortunately, he came down with cancer and uh, was taken uh, within only a couple of months, and I never got to hear that story. And, you know, that always has kind of been in the back of my mind. And about a year and a half ago, I was kind of brainstorming. I'm like, you know, how can we get teenagers just not interested in history, but out there actually talking with the people that made the history?
2: Well, and to to preserve them, too, is so amazing, because, you know, one time, Jeff, you and I had a conversation about how, you know, like World War II, I'm sorry, World War I, we only have audio, is that correct?
3: Um, Yes, we we have some audio and very limited uh, film, I mean, extremely limited.
2: And so World War II, you would think that we would have more footage, but... You know, why why don't we have more footage about the, the you know from the people actually that were in the war? I mean, do you have any thoughts on why there's not that much available?
3: Well, a, a lot of it um um, was it, I was talking with a World War II veteran about this this very thing just a couple of months ago, and he mentioned you know that, that when they came back from World War II, most of them didn't come back to to parades or you know large you know town you know welcomes or anything like that. He said most of them they came home and the next day they were out plowing their fields again and um so it's kind of a combination that that a lot of them felt that they've just you know haven't haven't uh been recognized but also just kind of um a lot of them went through uh you know trauma and you know saw horrible things that they've just never really wanted to uh that they've never shared with their family before and um it's It's kind of sad but you know they're passing away so quickly.
2: Was it also a situation where the only film probably was the embedded me, uh, media people, the reporters, and if those reporters didn't have footage that wasn't appropriate for the, I don't want to say propaganda, but for the for the uh, the war picture, the the you know standing behind the country kind of thing, they probably didn't save that film. That film probably all got destroyed.
3: Um, well, uh, the, the, that's a slightly different topic uh, regarding you know the, the footage of the war, yeah. and, and and that we, we do have we do have a lot of, um, or a fair amount of. Although it is true, a lot of the veterans do not have much footage um, of the war in their own possession.
2: Right, and I guess what I was thinking was that, that was. Sort of the war, the battles the 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 uh, image that you saw on the movies the movie phone screen on at, at the movies, but you didn't necessarily see a lot of the Soldiers, they weren't talking one on one with the the people and all of that. I think so,
3: correct.
2: Yeah, correct. Yeah, yeah.
3: Absolutely. There was, from my understanding, which is limited, but um, but from my understanding, there was not a lot of those type of interviews. You know, most yeah. of the war, you know, pictures are very kind of stand backish. It isn't. It isn't. You know, a personal look at the veteran. So I I do think that kind of reflects. A lot of the, uh, a lot of the veterans, you know, their approach to it. I mean, we've talked with uh, w- with veterans that, you know, had, you know, one man he'd, he'd been married to his wife for over sixty years and never said a word about the war.
2: Yeah, yeah. I know my dad didn't talk much about it. He's talked more with my husband. And they sort of had conversations about each of their wars versus me knowing much about what my father did. Uh, I did not know much about what my father did in, in World War II. Well, I think there's also a protective thing with a family. Like, you know, I think of my father in law who flew a P 38 in World War II. And, um, you know, and I used to poke at him, you know, ask questions, ask questions. And it was really only when I said, well, gee, you know, I've been involved with the Marines for a long time. And, you know, with the, you know, he passed away before Military Mom Talk Radio really took to light. But I had shared with him about the work I've done. And then all of a sudden there was that commonality. But, you know, prior to that, I think, you know, War is kept away from your family. You know, you don't come yeah. back and talk about these things, at least certainly not of that generation. Right, right. So what so, an opportunity. Oh, go ahead, I was just going to say, what an opportunity now to sort of be reminding people that our, these precious memories will be gone if we don't document them and, and get their voices recorded and, and hear, their, hear their stories firsthand. Well and I think you know that's you know there's something to be said about you know um I grew up watching like victory at sea and all this navy footage from World War 2 and you're right there weren't a lot of they were all establishing shots you know the cruiser cutting through the waves or you know here comes the you know the japanese zeros or whatever whatever they flew i think that's what they flew right jeff
3: Correct, yes.
2: Okay, good. Make sure I get my planes correct. My dad would kill me. He's Mr. Joe Spotter. And I'm probably the only little girl that got a collector set of spotter cards in her stocking um, uh, that have, you know, different aircraft on the back and silhouette and then plane cards on the front, which is really what every 11-year-old girl wants. Um <laughs> But, uh, you know, it's true. We don't see that much personal um, footage of actually seeing the soldiers as a person. And I think that's the one thing, to hear them tell their story in their own voice, with their own word choice and their own inflection, I think that we can get a lot more from that footage than we can of, you know, the battlefield or the, you know, the water... Theater images that we've seen in traditional, um, you know, traditional war media.
3: Uh, very true Um, in fact uh, I have seen some of that limited uh, some of that limited footage I was at the Imperial War Museum in uh, London a couple years ago going through their World War II exhibit and um, and they actually have they actually had footage of the Allies um, literally just like within hours after the D-Day invasion they actually interviewed um, a lot of the soldiers um, that, that were there I mean You know, it was just amazing because you know they had these men telling, you know, telling these stories and you know it was, they weren't reminiscing about losing friends, you know, decades ago, but rather just a few hours ago, you know, half their platoon had been wiped out.
2: Wow, and, isn't that something? Jeff, you know, we'll we'll talk a little bit more about that on the other side of our break and we also want to start talking a little more about the whole iTube uh i history project that you have going. So, we'll be back in a few minutes after these messages.
1: Are you a military mom? Looking for help in dealing with the system? Keeping the home fires burning? That's what we're here for. It's Military Mom Talk Radio with Sandra Beck and Tina Gonzalez. And we'll be right back after these.
0: Hi, everybody. This is Pete Six of Beatles and Beyond. Why don't we all come together and hear some of the tracks off the latest Beatles release on this radio station? Yes, why don't you look up the schedules on this radio station and join me and Beatles listeners everywhere to hear the latest releases from the Beatles on Beatles and Beyond with Pete Dix.
1: Everyday Autism Miracles with Shannon Pinlock. Friday afternoons at 2, 1 central on toginet.com.
2: Military Moms. This is Robin Boyd, and I'm filling in for Tina Gonzalez. We send out a, a real big hi to Tina. We know that she's been such a busy gal. Um, I'm here with Sandra Beck, our host, and we're here with Jeff Worthington, who is the creator, founder, um, all of that, of iHistory Project World War II. And we want to uh, let you know to to uh, to go to his website, www.ihistory.com. Project ww2 the number2.org for lots more information on this project. Um, Jeff, we do want to talk a little bit about the project. Um, so what are you looking for young people to do? And when you, we say young people, what ages are we starting with?
3: Uh, Well, Robin, we're talking about ages, um, students ages 12 through 18 that have not graduated high school or high school equivalent yet. Mm Mm-hmm. And uh, what we're looking for, uh, what we're um, you know asking them to do, trying to inspire them to do, is to uh, grab a video camera and get out there and find a World War II veteran. Uh, I don't have any specifics, but I know about it. Was it um, a year and a half ago? USA Today published that there were still 2.4 uh, or 2.1 million World War II veterans left, and I know they're passing away at a real fast. rate. Rate, but there's still a lot, and I mean a lot of them out there. Uh-huh. And, um, you know, so it, it, it will be a little bit of a search, um, but normally it only takes a few phone calls to, to you know, local uh, military organizations, senior citizen centers, or something like that for them to get in contact with a World War II veteran.
2: Why the, what are yeah. some places, like, you could call, Jeff? Like, what would you... You know, would you go to a veterans association? Would you call a VA hospital? I mean, wh- wh- how would you find some of these people?
3: Well, um, you know, uh, me personally, I kind of like going to the out of way places that people haven't gone to before, you know, like senior citizen centers. Um, you know, just a- asking around uh, uh, was it run into World War II veterans at Walmart or by asking cashiers? Uh, it or the really American is amazing. Legion. Exactly, and and then and then you know, there's also the American Legion, uh, VFW, uh, like you said, VA hospitals. Uh, the, there's really a lot of resources for finding them.
2: I know our local uh, American Legion Auxiliary does an exchange at the VA hospital. They do some uh, visitations and bring things. I know so many times the residents uh, that are at the VA hospital love to have people stop by. So what a great opportunity that would be.
3: Absolutely. I mean, w- w- one of the cool things is, you know, I, I myself, I'm, uh, you know, uh, I started this project uh, before I was done with college, about uh, five years ago. Or n- not this project, but uh, started getting into World War II and doing oral histories. And I really found that World War II veterans were willing to open up to, to the younger generation um, a lot more. Um, I, I guess, I'm not sure of all the reasons, but I think a lot of it had to do with wanting to pass it on. You know, the veterans that they're now in their, you know, mid to late 80s and early 90s, mm. and a lot of them kind of felt that it's time that they pass on their stories and also the stories of their friends, you know, that, that fought with them. Yeah. And um, you know, be, being youth, the veterans absolutely, in my experience, love talking with youth.
2: And I think they enjoy just the the visit, but they also now are enjoying the opportunity to talk because maybe people just haven't asked them before, and sometimes that's what it takes is just to ask. Well, and I think, too, at certain times in your life, like what I've seen with my relatives, like my relatives that came from Germany, from they were from Berlin and Dresden, and they really didn't talk anything about their life over there. And, you know, if you asked them, they were very staunch, saying, we're American, you know, we're not German, even though they spoke German and made really good German food. Um, <laughs> but as they got later on in years, um, I really saw them open up a lot more about what life was like, as they called it, in the old country. Um, but I think as people get get older, they're more willing to share things, and then they maybe don't want to keep this bottled up, you know, things that have happened to them. They don't want to keep it bottled up forever.
3: Exactly, exactly, and I, I, think, that, I think that definitely has, has a lot to do with it.
2: Now, so Jeff, Jeff what, what the, I'm sorry, I was going to ask what will uh, students do with the videos once they, and do they, they don't have to have expensive equipment or anything, do they, to do this?
3: No, no, absolutely. I mean, you you they can do this with with any video camera. Um, and uh yeah, it doesn't take much. We we've we're providing um, some some uh resources on our website and uh, which I'll get to um, in a minute. But um, what they'll do with the with the footage is that they'll send it off to the Library of Congress and we, you know, we're um, we're working closely in uh closely with them to uh, to make sure that the students will be able to fill out the proper paperwork and submit the entire unedited interview to the Library of Congress so it stays, you know, in our national records
2: forever. That's wonderful. So not and only can they be a part of recording history, but they really can be a part of history.
3: Exactly, yes. I mean, the, the, they'll be a part of, of the, our, our permanent record that historians for decades and, you know, assumedly, you know, centuries will go back and, and look over and say, oh, you know, th- these were young people going out and, and interviewing veterans.
2: That is so exciting. Now, now, Jeff, let me ask you, you know, this is the, you know, motherhood or military mom talk radio where we do address a lot of things to the moms. You know, getting the parents involved. I know, like, you know, I was at baseball this weekend. Um, my kid was at baseball tryouts, and I was like, oh, my gosh, you would think the parents were trying out for how serious, <laughs> um, you know, they were for these, you know, seven-year-old baseball. Um, obviously, I wasn't, so I sat by myself. But, um, what advice can you give to parents in getting involved in guiding their their teens through this project?
3: Um, well we do have we have all the information online uh, but the best thing to know is is um is really just just to get their teen, you know, to to find out if their teen is interested in it. And and if they are, encourage them, get them to go out, find a veteran, interview the veteran. Uh, We've got a step-by-step process on the website. And, um, you know, from a parent's view uh we we really welcome them to encourage their kids and get them you know going through it uh and and, and they can help out absolutely they can help out you know a lot um, you know th- it still has to be the students you know project um, but parents are more than welcome to help participate
2: well, I think it could is, really be a very uh, a very good project. Um, I think of like you know if my father-in-law was still alive, I would love to have like one of my nieces and nephews get involved because I'm certain there was wonderful stories or riveting stories that died when he died, and it's really a shame that you know somebody who served our country as uh, voice goes unheard.
3: Correct. Yeah, th- th- that's right. Absolutely.
2: So, Jeff, let me ask you, you are about two years into the iHistory project in total, is that about right?
3: Correct, yes.
2: So what's been the biggest challenge in creating a project of this magnitude? I mean, is it where you think it would be going, or has it kind of blown you away on how big and how fast it's gotten so quickly?
3: it it's definitely bl- uh blown me away um yeah it's it's been uh, quite quite a ride and you know one of the one of the toughest challenges uh, was the, so- to, To switch the question around, one of the easiest things is actually finding people that were willing to help. You know, you know, I'd call up, you know, friends of mine or graphic designers or, you know, writers and, you know, almost, you know, instantly most people just fell in love with the idea. It's like, okay, you know, where can I sign up to help? And that was one of the things that really blew me away.
2: Well, and I can say just from, you know, having the honor of working with you on this project, it's not really a tough sell. You know, when you tell people that, you know, what's the stat, how many are dying per day?
3: Um, It depends on on where you read, but it's a lot. I I believe it's it's more than 1,000 a day.
2: Right, so you've got a 1,000 Viet- World War II veterans dying each day, each of them taking their stories with them, um, which could be preserved by a teenage family member or a friend of a family. So, you know, we all talk about, like, getting the teens involved, but I'm going to put the call out to the moms and the family members listening today. If you have a um, World War II veteran in your family, pair them up with a teen in your family or pair them up with a neighborhood teen or give Jeff Worth an email or a phone call um, and see if we can work some magic in your neighborhood. And, Jeff, how would people reach you?
3: Uh, Well, uh, the the best way to reach me is my email, and it is um, jeff, and it's J-E-F-F, at ihistoryproject.org. And, um, yeah, I would absolutely love to hear uh, uh, from people. I mean, it is – it's, it's really great to get feedback, and if anyone has ideas or, or questions, uh, by all means, send me an email. I'll reply as, as soon as I can.
2: You know, it's a great thing that you do, Jeff. Um, You know, this is something that's near and dear to your heart, and um, we only have about a minute until break or a little bit there. How, you know, what is your background? How did you get involved? We know how you got involved in the project itself, but what's your background? You're a photographer by trade. What is your background?
3: Uh, Did you say we have about 45 seconds?
2: Yeah, I'll make it quick. <laughs>
3: okay. <laughs> well, that, that's, that, that's got to be a quick background. But, but yes, uh, uh, photography, then uh, got into film in high school and did uh, photography professionally. I currently do uh, freelance video as well. And um, so, yeah, just kind of a, a media background. Did some web designing, graphic designing, and um, I love history.
2: Great, so anybody who wants to know the man behind the voice today, head to jeffworthington.com, just like it sounds. And I am Sandra Beck. I'm the host of Military Mom Talk Radio. I'm here with my co-host, Robin Boyd, who's filling in for Tina Gonzalez. We have Jeff Worthington today, the iHistory Project, which Robin's going to come back after the break and give you the domain name because I butcher it every time. But if you want to catch this show and other shows that we've aired, check us out on iTunes. You can also pick us up at Military Mom Talk Radio and toginet.com, we will have more with Jeff after the break.
1: Are you a military mom looking for help in dealing with the system, keeping the home fires burning? That's what we're here for. It's Military Mom Talk Radio with Sandra Beck and Tina Gonzalez. And we'll be right back after these. The Way of the Toddler with hosts Lita and Lori Hamilton is a show unlike any other parenting program you've ever heard. Zen Masters in Diapers? Yes. Yes. Join us Tuesday afternoons at 5, 4 Central here on Toginet as we celebrate parenthood as a spiritual path for a journey to inner peace. With thought-provoking and spiritually compelling guests, each week, Lita and Lori will explore how our children help us with the lessons we came here to learn, adding deeper meaning to our lives and relationships. While giving you valuable gems to add to your unique parenting toolkit, check out the website, thewayofthetoddler.com. With great humor and honesty, Lita and Lori will demonstrate how inner peace is possible, even when surrounded by poopy diapers and piles of laundry. And what we can learn from the innate wisdom and natural spirituality of our Zen masters and diapers. It's The Way of the Toddler with Lita and Lori Hamilton. Tuesday afternoons at 5, 4 central, here on Togenet.com. Get ready to laugh along with this little parent stayed home with Ali Loprit.
2: Military Moms. This is Sandra Beck, and I'm here with my outstanding co-host, Robin Boyd, who's filling in for Tina Gonzalez. Robin, isn't this a great topic? It is a great topic, and I think, as you were saying before, it is near and dear to so many people's hearts because we all have a dad or, or a grandma or a grandfather who was a part of this. So being able to have a reason to sit down and talk specifically to them about their experiences, this is just a wonderful addition to any family's um, chronology, I guess you could say. Yeah. Well, and I think of, you know, we have the ability with these videos to impact future generations. You know, long, you know, when you think about legacies and things that you can leave behind, I mean, I, I think of Jeff and his project, and, you know, I'm so proud of projects like his that are so above and beyond the person that's involved. It's like, you know, I feel like Jeff is steering this big cruise ship of all these, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. Vietnam, uh, not sorry, Vietnam, but, but World War II veterans. Um, eventually, we hope that there'll be the Korean War and the Vietnam War coming. Up, but to to have all these souls recorded and their stories um, for future generations. I mean, five hundred years from now or a thousand years from now, they can come back and see you know what went on in a living history right. standpoint, and that to me is just very moving. Absolutely, absolutely, Jeff. I wanted to ask you something as far as once you have collected all of these submissions, um, what what's the ultimate goal what 's your culmination of all of these to be?
3: Uh, well um, once once the students have uh, have submitted them to the Library of Congress, uh, they can submit uh, their three to five minute uh, mini documentary to our YouTube competition, and uh, the uh, that competition uh, the dates that they're open um, as march seventh through twenty eighth and um and uh then we'll be uh we'll be having a, a panel of judges uh review them we'll be announcing the um the winners in in uh in may and mm-hmm. one of the cool things about the way that we're structuring the competition is that uh once people have uh, once the students have submitted their videos we'll we'll review them to to uh, make sure that they're appropriate and then we're going to open it up in April um, for voting and and some of the voting uh the judges um, will be will be determining the winners out of some of the most voted videos so the idea is that a student will submit the video to our YouTube competition and then a week or so later um they'll have all their friends go and watch the videos and vote for their video. Nice. Mm-hmm. And so it, it's just kind of a multiplying effect where you have one student making a video and he's telling his 10 or 20 friends to go and watch that video and then also watch some of the other videos that have right. also been submitted. And so this is a really cool kind of snowballing effect uh, that we're hoping to create to get teenagers back interested in their history.
2: Wow. Is there criteria? I'm sorry, Sandra. Oh, go ahead. I was just going to ask, is is there specific criteria that they – I know it's probably all on the website, but are you looking more for uh, the content or their technical ability or any or all of the above?
3: Well, uh, we'll be judging them both. Um, uh, Was it both by – we'll be actually having uh, uh, two different winners, and um, one will be – we'll be choosing one winner based on a lot of the technical aspect of what they did and then um, the other winner um, based on the quality of, of the interview, you know, mm-hmm. and, and the story. And, of course, you know, overall on, on both of them, mm-hmm. you know, as well as the runners-up, you know, how well did they craft the story, you know. Um, you know we, we really want to be able to, to reward students who have done a good job.
2: Wow. Wow. Well, And this is such a great program on so many levels. Like, you know, I always look for, you know, like the, the universal benefit to people. And when I think of your project, Jeff, I think about how, you know, this gives a great opportunity for teachers to get their students involved in a really interactive, fun, very web-savvy, hip kind of way, as opposed to just standing up there droning on and on about World War II. Um, it also gives parents and grandparents an opportunity to really interact with not only the young people in their family, but the young people in their neighborhood. Um, it also gives the teens a, a chance to have what could be, you know, like Jeff, you said this was a life-changing experience um, that you had that led to the development of the iHistory Project. So who knows what our teens are going to come up with, you know, after um, entering in this program. Um, but also you get a real profound sense of connecting Like a through line through history that's really skipped a generation.
3: Uh, yeah, I, I think it's true. It really has kind of kind of skipped a generation. I mean, you know, students will know, you know, a, a lot about about Vietnam and in you know the Revolutionary War or, or the Civil War, particularly, and uh, the World War II. That even though we have all the footage, you know, lo, lo, like you were talking about those those um, you know the, the, those shots of the cruise ships, you know, slicing through the water, you know, we, we have those, but we, we don't have a lot of the stories behind them. And for me, going back to the question you asked earlier of what was one of the, you know, what was one of the best things about this project and about, you know, doing oral histories is that sometimes, you know, when you get veterans uh, who have never told their story before, and this interview, you know, is is the is the one thing that they'll be able to hand down from you know from their participation of of you know the greatest generation. You know, that one interview is what they're going to hand down to on a personal level to their to their own family. You know, and you know we interviewed. Um, I interviewed, uh, one veteran, uh, several years ago and, you know, he had, he had no children and, and no, uh, no relatives. And, you know, he, he was really moved that someone, you know, a perfect stranger, you know, came and recorded his story and that that story was going to live on, you know, even once he passed away. And so it's things like that and being able to to be a part and, and, and look in their eye and, and see the gratitude in, in the veterans' eyes that is really, really a, a rewarding part of doing oral histories.
2: One of the things, too, on your website that you have is a link to your blog, Jeff. Uh, and there, again, the the website is www.ihistoryprojectww2.com. Dot .org and that's the number 2. You have a link to your blog which has some wonderful stories about veterans, some individuals which are are they're charming, they're heartfelt, they they're wonderful. Where did some of those come from?
3: well the, those came uh, from kind of you know more or less across the country over the course of doing oral histories and uh, you know the, there's some fa- there's some really great ones from you know a Mexican national who who lived in in El Paso and um and uh, as a child growing up, and uh, he he went to war during World War II and came back and got his got his American citizens, citizenship because of that. Uh, we got stories on there of uh, one of the buglers from, um, that was at Pearl Harbor um, on December seventh, nineteen forty one. Wow. Um uh stories of uh bomber pilots rec- you know, recalling the raids over Berlin, um the fire raids over Tokyo, um, uh Navajo Code talkers, um, you know, a- a- you know we've got a really great wide selection of stories, and that's only a sample of it
2: exactly a sample and I was thinking if people were to if uh, young people were to go to the blog and start reading some of these stories, I can't imagine how they could not be fired up to to want to learn more, even just reading that one blog about the Navajo code readers they may not have realized that that sort of thing even happened it's sort of unbelievable for that genera for our generation our kids generation to be thinking about so i i think they would be so revved up and so excited to, and they they need to visit your website Jeff and and just get really stoked and get out there and get their video cameras ready
3: yes and and i i really hope that they would that they do like i said we open for submissions in um was it um March 7th yep and so that gives them about, about six weeks. And another thing um, about our website is that we do have a step-by-step guide uh, that takes, takes the students all the way from finding an interview to um, all the way to, to completion and, and submitting it. Um, but we've also had a very generous uh, donation of a music company in L.A. that has donated uh, royalty-free music on our website uh, for students to be able to use. We have links on our website for, for free editing software. And, um, and so, uh, yeah, we, we, we want to make it as easy as possible.
2: Wonderful. This is really exciting. Really exciting, Sandra. I think um, I want to just be a kid again. <laughs> I know, I know. I would love to be part of this. I'm thinking, okay, where do I draft a teen? Where do I find? You know, a... I, I'm short enough to be a kid again, but I guess I I just have too many wrinkles around the eyes to get away with it. <laughs> no, I don't think so. You're still immature to me. <laughs> So Jeff, let me ask you: um, In creating uh, this this whole project and and the creation of a nonprofit, you know, bringing people together that span generations, what has been the best part of putting this project together?
3: Um, the the best part, um, I would just really have to say. Um, that I haven't gotten to the best part because the best part will be you know actually you know s- you know s- seeing the submissions and and seeing that high school you know that junior high and high school students have gotten out there and and interviewed um you know that have interviewed uh, World War II veterans and are making a difference because you know I personally when I was in high school you know I regret not being able to uh, t- to have talked with uh, w- with that veteran uh, friend of mine and get his story, and I just really love, you know, for any moms and parents out there that are listening, you know, that that they can encourage, you know, their high school students uh, or friends, uh, anyone ages 12 through 18, to go out and participate and get some of these interviews before we lose them.
2: I think that's great. Check out the iHistoryProject, org. The guest we had today is Jeff Worthington. If you missed this episode, pick it up on iTunes, TogiNet, or Military Mom Talk Radio, and come back and see us next week when we have an outstanding guest that still remains on the top of my tongue. (laughs)